Yeah. Good morning, guys, and welcome back. <coughs> I already started. Yeah, welcome back to episode of Folders and Backwards. Your mid-morning solo cipher. It's your girl, your truly will be red. Happy fucking Monday. Hope everyone's in the best of spirits. Um, ready to, you know, carpe diem. I don't know how you say seize the week in um whatever fucking language that was, but I hope y'all are ready to, you know, grab the bull by the horns, drag this shit all the way through to Saturday. Where um I wanted to talk today about defense. Um how why it's important and how it can be detrimental when you don't remove the um, protection measure that you set forth. I'm sorry. I got these fucking fake nails on for my birthday. I don't know how to, it's so hard to work with them. I got like a million, I'm smoking a blunt that I rolled because this is technically like the fifth fucking take I did. Shit keep going wrong. But I'm in the middle of smoking a blunt. I'm trying to break up some of these clips because it don't make no sense to let them get all dried up and harsh like smoke visages. But these fucking fake nails, honey, they beautiful, but they're not not working with me. They're not my friend. That's fine because I'm still working these bitches. But back to the subject. Defense. Defense, people. How defensive are you on a daily basis? Um, There's levels of defense. There's levels of defensive people. Some people are like regular defensive you know they're aware and they pay attention they're cautious there are some people who are just um or full-blown defense mode or they long everything you say is under question scrutiny you can't even give a nigga a compliment without them feeling like you know it was some low-key blow being thrown <coughs> And as I, oh, excuse me, y'all. Oh, but as I, <coughs> the, the, the cough was coming. <coughs> the coffee not helping. Word. But, um, yeah, defense is, it's natural. It's necessary. It's a security measure. It's a way for us to protect ourselves. Why do we need protection? Because shit hurts. Word. Life hurts. Emotions hurt. People will hurt you. Things will hurt you. And if you're, if you don't, have levels of defense, whether they are physical levels, emotional levels, um, verbal areas of defense or protection. You know, life can kind of fuck you up. So we all have defense measures, mechanisms. Is there way we all have COVID mechanisms? They're necessary to help us navigate through this physical experience that we refer to as life. Um, I'm noticing with these new eyeballs that I love to hate sometimes, or I hate that I love. <laughs> um, especially being able to see through a different perspective and being more open to understanding perspectives of others. Defense is extremely overused and abused. Um, so many, this, this again, this physical fucking existence, 
we're always in survival mode. I talked about that in the earlier um, podcast. I don't remember which one. I'm sorry. But survival mode is our, most people today in the 21st fucking century, most people are in a constant state of survival. We've been programmed to really believe that they're that existing is surviving, not living. And when you're constantly surviving, y'all know me and my visuals, here we go. So if you're out in the fucking jungle, right, of Africa, and you're like some beautiful ass noble gazelle, you're fast as fuck, you got these fucking antlers, they're, you know, ivory, or I don't, I think only, I don't know if only elephants tusk are ivory, but you know, we going with the visuals, we going with the visuals. So you got a gazelle with fucking elephant tusk. This is your imagination. We're going to keep going with it. So you're out in Africa and you're this fucking beautiful gazelle and you're fast as fuck and you got these antlers. So you are physically able to defend yourself on, you know, I guess against another gazelle or some shit like that. But let's say a gang of fucking hyenas come out and it's like 12 now and these niggas is like drooling, sharp teeth, razor blades, all that. You need more than just what you were born with, what was given to you, those antlers and that speed. You need cunningness. That speed means nothing if you're not smart enough to whip and weave through the fucking, you know, the, um, who he was running from? Hyenas. Um, them tusks, they could be fucking ivory coated, dipped in gold, sharp as fucking blades. But if you don't have coordination to, you know, stick it in, a fucking jugular or a main artery or something to cause a vital blow. It's not enough defense. Now, switch back out because I can't finish this with that same analogy. So now, we're human again. Hi. We got defenses. We got our hands. We know how to fight. Um, We got our, our voice. We know how to talk. We know how to argue. We know how to debate. We know how to express ourselves. Um, that's not enough though. Most of the time it's not enough. And as a result, we build up mental forms of defense, walls to protect us. Um, we have emotional walls to protect our heart from being hurt. Uh, these walls this, this I'm gonna I'm gonna try to stay on topic without bouncing. God, that's so hard for me, y'all. This is why I really can't do lives because I'm always fucking to. I'm be so excited. I be bouncing. Anyway, so we're gonna work with our first wall, right? That's the first wall. A lot of people build up our emotional walls because unfortunately, emotional trauma usually happens early in life as a child. Um, your mother didn't love you enough. Your dad wasn't there. Um, your friends made fun of you in school. You were rejected by peers. You didn't even have friends. Childhood trauma, emotional distress. Boop. We put up this big ass 30 foot wall, reinforced steel, concrete, bricks, all that. That wall will protect us. Our heart won't get hurt again. We won't feel rejection again. That's the idea of the wall, but what we don't realize the results of the wall, the actions of the wall. 
in order to fulfill its destiny, its life purpose, because it was created to protect. So it's going to shield you. And when something shields you, this is just shield you from the bad. A lot of the times it shields you from the good. You know what I'm saying? Think about a hot summer day when the sun is blazing hot. And well, I'm in New York. Shade is easy to find by buildings and trees. Most of the time, if you can find a bench in a, a like in a corner where the building is curved to give you shade, you're usually denied a breeze as well. Because the fuck? That's the position you're in. Like, yeah, you're gonna have shade, but because you're in this curve that protects you from the blazing hot sun, you're also being protected from the fucking cool ass breeze that you so long for. You know what I mean? That will oh, make you feel so much better. And it's like that in life too. We put up these emotional walls to protect ourselves. And then we end up overprotecting ourselves from people, places, and experiences that have never wronged us that we actually want to indulge in. The sad thing is, at most, what are you about? Six, four, six, five. At the toilet. Let's even go further. You could be OB tipping um height. Six nine. <laughs> but a 30-foot wall up, bro. <laughs> Can't get past that. Can't jump that. Can't see that. <laughs> the The hurt was so real when you built the wall. That shit reinforced so thick. You can't see through a crack. You can't hear what's on the other side of nothing. <coughs> this weed is hitting this morning. I'm sorry, y'all. It's a little sick. But that's what happens when we put up these walls. Now, again, the walls are necessary. You don't want to be hurt. So let's keep on going. So you got this big ass 30 foot wall for your emotional pain. And it's about 15 years later. And you know what? For the most part, you've avoided emotional pain. The wall has done its fucking job. Now, some other bullshit. This is life. The, yeah, I wish I could see my hands. The shit keeps spinning. It doesn't stop. It's like an endless hamster wheel that just keeps on going. And other shit happens. So now you're building up more walls. You're building up walls to protect you against, um, fuck. Y'all know I hate hypotheticals. Okay, so what's that? We had an emotional wall. Okay, so maybe now we have a wall to protect us against um, our, um, you know, abuse of time. We um, always giving our time out to people we're always doing something for other people. We don't know how to say no. And we spent so much of ourselves giving ourselves to others who didn't properly appreciate. So now you want to be protected from, you feel like you're being attacked. Oh, they always want me to do this. They always want me to do that. They always, so now you build up a wall. That could be, you stop answering phone calls. You, you know, disconnect off social media. You, um, you move, you relocate. Um, that wall is being built, whether you realize it or not, right next to that emotional wall. And now let's keep it going. 
you got a short temperament for stupidity, laziness, or anything that falls in between or near. So at work, you got walls up because you don't want to blow up. You don't want your job to know. You, know, you don't want your employees to see you in that light. You don't want them to think of you as the hothead, ill temper, the meanie. So now when you're at work, you got more walls up. You got another wall up. The the wall of temperament. I'm trying to tighten them to keep them all together. So now, you know, that's the wall to keep you from hurting others, jumping over and kicking someone ass, cursing somebody the fuck out, telling your boss, suck your dick, throwing the papers up in the air, storming out, quitting your job when you know you got to pay them bills. That's another wall. Or um, you might come home and not be able because you're drained. You know what I'm saying? Even though those walls are protecting you, you're still... And you had to build them. Them walls take time and energy and concentration to build, and that in itself is exhausting. So you might end up getting home and not having the emotional energy to be a productive parent or lover, which means you have to put up walls when you get in the crib. You want to block your kids out. You want to block your partner out. So you bury your face in the book or you bury your face in social media or you binge watch Netflix for fucking four or five hours straight before it's time to go to bed without really having to interact with anyone or no one. That's another wall. I mean, we can just keep going about all the walls that we just put out. I mean, there are zillions of walls that we all have. And they served... I don't know if y'all heard me say it right. I got a lazy tongue. They served a purpose and a time and a place. So why the fuck are they still there? They said life is evolving and things keep happening. We built these walls. We needed them. We kept building though. And now what happens when you got walls and walls and walls and walls and walls and more than four walls. I know some of y'all look in your mind. I know it's easy in your mind to just see the four, boom, 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 and I get closed it. No. Nope. Expand that. You got walls upon walls upon walls upon walls. You're in a fucking labyrinth. You're in a maze. Remember The Shining? Remember where um the bitch took the little boy, Andy, and he was running that snowman? You're in some shit like that. And... For all intents and purposes, Jack Nicholson isn't fucking back chasing you. Except that that's not Jack. That's you. You're chasing you because you want to be free. You've done trapped yourself in all these fucking wars of defense, protection, fucking shieldings and all kinds of bubbles you don't put yourself in to escape the pains of reality and it's nothing wrong with that because sometimes in a moment you really do I, I i preach living in the moment and sometimes a moment is a lot and you do need to escape so you do need protection you do need an outlet you do need something to redirect your thought so that way you don't get lost in that moment and a wall, any form of defense, can help. But you got to remember to deconstruct that shit. 
were. And that's what we're going to talk about in this next part, because it's too many of us running around in this maze that we've been created to protect us, and we're fucking lost. This shit is crazy. Scratch that. I'm untrained and retraining, as we all should be. Nothing in life is crazy. Nothing in life is random. It's random. Everything in life is fucking amazing. <coughs> That's my perspective. I'm sticking to it. Till spirit redirects me. But I, I had to correct that because <coughs> it's really not crazy that we're running around lost in our own heads and our own hearts um, being chased by other versions of ourselves who are trapped because the past versions of ourselves did it to us. You know what I'm saying? It's not crazy. It's actually typical. It's actually normal. And it's amazing that it happens. We are so skilled at self-preservation that we will destroy our own fucking selves just to save ourselves. Like, deadass, think about that for a minute. We put ourselves in situations all the time that straight up and down fuck us over mentally, physically, emotionally, with financially, all the time. And the reason we ended up, when we really, really look at it, a lot of the times we fucked ourselves over one, by not exercising self-love enough. Or two, by being a victim of our own defenses. Ladies, how many of you can be honest to say that you actually had the luxury, honor, pleasure, and privilege of sharing time and space with a really, really, really good man? Whatever a good man is in your definition, but that. How many of you have tragically fucked up that relationship through fears, through limitations, through inability to climb over these walls that we have built to protect ourselves? Man, I'm going to ask y'all the same question. How many of y'all are running around Honest to God, still lonely because you've trapped yourself within these walls. Women done came at your manhood. So now you blocked up walls. Now you're not fucking bitches no more. Or you want to go through like your screening. Like, you know what I mean? You want to go through extensive screening processes before you allow another woman to get that close to you because another, uh, the previous woman fucked you over. Or because, <coughs> or maybe it's because <coughs> your mom never dealt with her emotional baggage. And she always projected on you everything that she wanted from a man. Oh, don't be like your dad. Don't do this. Oh, you got to be a real man. You got to do that. And all of that is stuff that just never really sat right in your character. Or in your realm of desires. And because you didn't want to disappoint her, 
Now you put up walls over your own wants and needs, whether it was to be a playboy, you know, and a, a, a player and just be running around and just fucking bitches like you never wanted to settle down and have kids. So you put walls up against those urges so that way you can satisfy your mom and live this quaint, comfortable life. Men and women, how many of us have, when people, if you just listen, people reveal shit. Y'all heard I said us, me included. How many of us are, get upset when someone calls us a name, a title, or refers to us as something that we purposely and consciously have worked hard to keep our name disassociated with. Knowing that you're really mad because you put effort into being disassociated with something that you actually wanted to indulge in, i.e. being promiscuous or being a gangster or being, you know, thrifty and crafty in, you know, specific areas that are considered taboo. I know for me, I have a lot of walls up built around titles. I don't like being limited. I don't like being put in a box. And it's recently come to my attention that I've boxed myself. Try to stay out of other people's boxes. And being lost is the best opportunity. Gives you the best, when you're lost, you have the best vantage point of where the fuck you want to go. I mean, think about it. You can spend your whole life not knowing where you want to be, what you want to do. But the minute you're kidnapped and, you know, locked in a fucking basement or something, I bet you know where you want to be. <laughs> I know you know exactly where the fuck you want to be. People ask you all the time, well, what makes you happy? I ask people all the time what makes them happy. And a lot of people's response is they don't know. <laughs> Correction, a lot of conscious people responses that they don't know. <coughs> people who are still being deprogrammed or not under the realization that they are programmed usually give generic answers like money, happiness, kids, marriage, house, things like that. But I bet if you were put in a position where you were unhappy, where you were being neglected and abused and mistreated and belittled, you would know what happiness was then. <coughs> These walls that we have surrounded ourselves in, most of them have been their job. The child in us has been protected. It needs to be healed now. You cannot heal in the, in the shape. Work. The 
fears that laid out the blueprints, they're in the past. Word. The walls have been constructed. The people have picketed. They spray painted the walls are no longer necessary. They are eyesores now in your mental landscape. They're eyesores. They're like the fucking L train back in 89, 90. Well, I actually thought them they was fly with all the graffiti, but they were eyesores for what the city was, you know, trying to envision for itself. What it was envisioned, what the people of the city was envisioning for it. The transformation we was going through. And said, out the crack era. We wanted to look like we wasn't crackhead city no more. So, you know, you had to clean up. Ask yourself, who were you when those walls were built? Are you still that person? I'm sure you're not. Therefore, those walls no longer serve a purpose. You owe it to yourself. You owe it to your future self, your higher self, your aspiring self. And more importantly, you owe it to the self that you were when those walls were constructed to deconstruct them brick by brick, take them down, analyze them. Damn, I was going through a lot. I really felt like I had to stay off social media to fucking avoid seeing what a specific person was doing or to avoid the fear that my life was inadequate compared to others. Marvel in the beauty of time when it goes, when it, you know, relates to the then and the now. I'm such a better headspace now. I'm so proud of me. Put them bricks down. Work. Tear down the defenses that you use to protect yourself when you were in a position that you are no longer in. Realize you are no longer in this position. Your mind state has changed. Your strength has changed. Whether you know it or not, whether you believe it or not, are all of them, do all of them need to come down? Maybe not. That's not my position or place to say I'm not in your head. I don't know why you built them, when you built them, and what purposes they serve. But I do know that the majority of them, I do believe, should I say, the majority of them are ancient. They're ancient, ancient defense mechanisms that we constructed in the past, in the past life, so to say. Nine out of 10 people who are listening to this are either enlightened or potheads or a mixture of both. Hey, guys. <laughs> um, therefore... If you're in that state of mind, because even in the pothead state of mind, it's a state of relaxation. We is a stimulant of the mind and a relaxant of the mind at the exact same time, depending on what strand you're smoking, your body weight, what time of day, if you ate, then eat. It's you know, it's a whole science to that. I might do a whole podcast about why weed is so beneficial to spirituality, but or psychedelics in general. But, you know, for now, like I said, 
there's a certain level of thought that comes with the pothead mind as well as with the enlightened mind. And if you have either one of those, you're probably able to, if not even see clearly, at least see hazily enough to understand that it exists, these walls that are no longer necessary. Especially because life is ongoing and we're going to keep going through things. <coughs> Just because you can dismantle one wall <coughs> doesn't mean <coughs> another wall doesn't have to be built eventually. That's actually the beauty of dismantling the walls. You remove the box in. You allow the light to shine through. You allow the breeze to come. You need to know what's on the other side of your defenses. So that way you know when they're no longer needed. Boxing yourself up, whether it's in your mind and your heart and your physical actions, because yes, not indulging in physical acts, be them sexual, athletic, um, creative, any form of expression that is denied, especially denied from self because of fear, because of embarrassment, all of these walls, most of our walls are emotional. I was trying, you know, I suck with hypotheticals, but I was trying to be a little broad and give other things besides emotions. But most of our walls are emotional. Most of the protection that we have mentally is to avoid mental forms of hurt. Hurt from love, hurt rejection, hurt of, you know, disappointment, looking stupid, feeling stupid, sounding dumb. You know what I mean? Insecurities. This is physicality. This is life. This is a part of us. To think that none of us will go through this or that we'll only go through this at certain stages of life or ego or development, again, is amazing. It just shows how boxed in we're all. We are. How small our thinking is. Part of this podcast is to expand your train of thought. My high thoughts cannot be my own. I know other people think about shit like this. Y'all might not use the same words. My delivery might come off a little, what the fuck? But the concepts are natural. I think about them. So I'm sure everybody else thinks about them. Therefore, if you feel something, other people feel them too. And if you've protected yourself from something, I'm sure others have found forms of defense to protect themselves as well. And that is a whole nother thing that we really need to talk about as well. The shit you do, everyone does. So you got to keep that in mind when you're dealing with other people. Ego, when unchecked, is a fucking monster. And it's real quick. They'll be like, oh, this nigga trying to play me. Oh, this bitch is not serious. I don't want to fuck with her. Oh, 
They scheming. They plotting. They trying to get me. It's so easy. You notice all those sentences have something to do with other people. Whenever your ego is in control, you know the easiest way, rather, I should say, to know when ego is in control is when your sentence starts with anything other than I. Which is really funny because ego is all about self. But when it's out of control, oh, it projects to any and everything. So, you know, as I said, if you listen, you learn. Listen to the things people say, especially when they're complaining. If everything is him, her, she, they, anything but I, we, me, ego is strongly involved. And you got to keep that in mind when you're dealing with them. That's a track. Everyone has emotional defenses. Everyone has built up psychological walls. It's not just you. It's not just me. It's not just us. It's everybody. Er body. E-R-R-R body. Right? So when you're dealing with people, you have to understand that. You have to be considerate enough to actually think, is that a possibility? I really like this girl. I've been trying to call her for days. She's been egging me. She probably really don't like me. I'm about to just stop fucking with her. That is you building a wall or hiding behind your wall because you don't want to be hurt or you have been hurt again and you don't want to be hurt again. As well as you being blinded by what is probably a labyrinth of walls boxed in so tightly that you don't see that she has her own walls up. She really likes you too. She tried, she's tired of getting played. She's tired of niggas just want to smash. Like, therefore, she's trying to play this a little bit differently. She don't want to just jump in. And, you know, walls, defense. Same thing. Shit. That shit applies with anything. When you ask someone or you extend yourself to someone sincerely and they deny it. They deny your help. They, de they don't want it. Don't get all offensive and uptight and upset. Like, oh, what the fuck you two? I'm a actually, well, at least don't do that yet. Consider maybe that answer was given to you behind a wall. Maybe they accepted help from someone before and had it thrown in their face. Maybe they helped someone and the person got helped. Maybe the, someone helped them before. And as a result, that person got hurt. And they care about you so deeply that they're rejecting your help in order to protect you. Like, the walls, I mean, a lot of times I talk about onions. I love onions. And the layers. These walls, though, they're the exact same. They're the exact same. Except they're not stacked like how onions are stacked, how onion walls and layers are stacked. These walls are built brick tight and sealed to each other, like corner to corner. And again, they will not box you in. They will build a fucking maze and spiral because they flow in the form of the universal. So you're building this everlasting circular 
fucking row of walls. And as you're journeying through life, these walls are just spiraling around you, limiting your perspective, limiting your ability to feel the breeze and see the sun. Work. Defense is necessary. But as in everything with life, we have to choose when it's necessary. Protecting yourself is vital, but if you overprotect yourself, you actually hurt yourself. We learn from experience. We learn through mistakes. And as much as I hate to admit it, until spirit redirects my thought, we find happiness through experiencing pain. You fucked up. The Lord polarity once again. We have to go through things. This is just life. We have to go through things. If we don't go through them, we get stuck in them. And being stuck is really, really, really hard. Is probably the closest thing to a living death. Too many people in this life are living death. They exist, but they are not experiencing. They are not growing. They are not thriving. They are not learning and expanding along with the universe. They are fighting the wave. They're trapped in a labyrinth. They're not dumb. It ain't about the level of enlightenment. It's about the walls we've put up. Maybe not all the way about that, but a lot of it is. And that's what we're talking about today. So, but yeah, we have to be conscious about how we protect ourselves. And we need to be conscious of what we are protecting ourselves from, who, what, when, especially when, because we won't be in that time forever. Truth be told, we won't be in that time long. And the level of defense that, you know, again, that we put up, that we that was necessary to survive might not be more than likely is not necessary for survival, for thriving, for continuing to grow and expand in the place and the position you are in time in the universe and your emotions and your existence right now. So what is the takeaway from all of this? Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Nah. <laughs> Dead ass though. I'm sorry. My spirit is. I've been doing a lot of action. That's why I just finished my fast, right? Like, spirit is funny today. Everything is coming through song. I'm going to have a really good day. I love when spirit connects to music. But, um, yeah. Fuck. Oh, check yourself before you wreck yourself. Facts. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Just. Keep your, check yourself. Mark.
Check yourself. Check your levels of defense. Identify is a form of shadow work. People be screaming how they love to do shadow work. Y'all know I'm very cautious with shadow work with people because I don't want lawsuits. So, you know, I, I encourage shadow work. But usually when I'm entangled with the person and I can actually guide them through it and help them. And they got my phone number to call me at three o'clock in the morning when they fucking was meditating or sleeping after meditation and some shit reveals themselves. Like, anyway, it is a form of shadow work. It's revisiting your past. It's revisiting your traumas. Because if you needed defense, you needed defense as a form of protection. If you needed protection, you were being assaulted, whether it was physically, mentally, emotionally, verbally, financially. It was an assault. It was an attack against you. You needed protection. So you built the wall. I need you to revisit that place. I need you to revisit that trauma. I need you to understand that it's over, that it happened, and it's fucking over. And I need you to examine your walls inside, out, right, left, up, down, and ask yourself, is it necessary? Can I take this down? Have I evolved to a place where I no longer need this form of protection because I've developed new forms of protection? Because as life, as life goes around, we do. You know what I'm saying? As a teenager, I built walls up to avoid friends, fake friends rather, intruding in my life, using me, coming into my heart and not actually loving me the way I love them. Therefore, I built walls, protection measures. I built up walls that boxed me in with quite a few, with a little bit of few rather. And that shit was great for a while. I needed that. I trusted too easy. I just needed the friends that I was the safest around. Those that I could trust wholeheartedly and know that I would not get hurt. I would not get used. I would not get abused, laughed at, or, you know, in some form, attacked by. <clears throat> Eventually, I developed other mechanisms to, one, identify what a friend is. I learned other mechanisms to screen what friends were. I developed this test, so to say, to perform, to see how these potential friends will respond and if they were worth giving that title of friends. Oh my God, people are getting up and it's, start, it's gonna be mad noisy. There's another reason why I gotta start rapping. That's why I can't, I don't be comfortable just letting it drag. I live in a house full of people. This is a small apartment. Just bear with me, I'm wrapping it up. But once I learned these other defenses and I were became, I put myself in a better position to choose friends, which meant I could take those walls down now and I can allow more people in. I can allow perspective for new people to come in as well as allow people to leave. You know, the walls were no longer necessary, so I took them down. That's what I want you guys to do. Identify your walls. 
the ones that are no longer necessary, dismantle. The ones that are necessary, adjust. Another quick personal, just to give y'all a real idea. Again, a lot of y'all know I am a, I was a teenage parent. The trauma of raising a child alone at that age made me put up walls around any dude that, you know, expressed any form of seriousness for a while because it's like, any need to want to do a family thing, anything more than just having a casual relationship. And in my mind, it was like, nope, you're not going to fucking have me fall in love and stick me with a baby again. So I boxed myself out. And truthfully, I really just didn't get to indulge in men, period, or anyone, period. Like, I think for about a five-year period, I had two male friends. And it was a short-lived experience with both of them because I had so many walls up. Now, one of them, I needed the walls up against because he wasn't shit. But one of them actually was a really good guy. And it doesn't matter what could have happened. It's just fucked up that I was so defensive during the whole thing. I kind of robbed him of a whole experience. You know what I'm saying? Those walls still exist. And this is me. My son going to be 21 now, this year. This is me years later. Those walls still exist. But they have been so well adjusted. Most of those bricks have come down. The wall is not as thick. It's not as reinforced. You know what I'm saying? I'm still skeptical. I'm still keeping my eyes open to make sure that, you know, I'm not going to be someone's victim. You know what I mean? But at the same time, I'm not limiting myself from the experience of entertaining people, of experiencing life, of allowing people to experience me, you know? I've had a lot of good friendships develop because of this. Male-female relationships, friendships, like platonic. I had a lot of good friendships develop because of this. Because I wasn't so guarded. I was able to see that, you know, they want more. And they understand that that's not going to happen with me. That's None of this is going to happen with me. So now we can be friends. And you know what I mean? I can be an encouragement and even an outlet to discuss ideas of their wants, his wants, their wants. As, you know, a friend. Everybody needs fucking friends. Or... And everyone needs love. Everyone needs opportunity. Everyone needs space to grow. And the takeaway from all this is that these walls limits us so much more than what we expect them to. Because when we put them up, we definitely have in our mind, okay, it's a form of protection. It's going to protect us, i.e. it's going to limit our exposure to certain things, emotions, etc. But Again, keep in mind, you have too many of them. It's worse than being boxed in. You get lost. And you're blocked off from everything. So I hope you guys analyze your own personal emotional walls and defenses. Adjust them. Dismantle them. Let the sun shine and let the breeze blow. And 
navigate a lot more smoothly through life, through love, through growth. Or enjoy the day. Machache. Namaste. Later, guys.